Well, this is Jessica, and that was Miles <laughs> who decided that he was going to clear his throat as soon as we started recording. It's appropriate. Gotta get that out of the way. There's Sterling here as well. And we also have Kaylee. What is up, guys? No, forget about Raptara. Yeah, we also have uh, Miles' bearded dragon in the room who um, loves to make noise. So if you hear some random scratching, it's not the ghost that lives in your house. It's Reptara. She does follow me around. <laughs> okay, so... Um, we wanted to give you guys just some updates because Sterling and I and Harold and Liviana got back at about one o'clock this morning from Rochester, Minnesota. We went to Mayo Clinic for the last week, uh, checking in on Sterling, trying to get some updates and some diagnosis and some things like that. So we wanted to give you guys an update on what's been going on. And Miles and Kaylee just happened to be crashing at our house, so <laughs> we um, made them join our podcast episode today. For reference, Miles is my middle brother, and Kaylee is our niece. Yes, Hartman Hotel. That's right. That's right. Always. <laughs> so um, we went to Minnesota on last Sunday, mm-hmm. and we drove. Luviana did. Amazing for a 10-hour car ride. Yeah, 13-month-old and a 10-hour car ride was... She should have better than Harold. Oh, yeah, it was... Yeah. <laughs> Harold and her just watched uh, Sesame Street in the back the whole time. The oh, same yeah. episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you haven't checked out the Habitat episode of Sesame Street, it's real catchy. It'll get in your head. Spoiler, Big Bird does not leave Sesame Street. Yeah, he, he sticks with it. Uh, it is his habitat. Um, but, yeah. I thought it was like a reference. Didn't he die? <laughs> the, oh, guy yeah. the guy that plays Big Bird. Like, originally, like, yes, he did. Like, this is like a they, spoiler yeah. alert. They still have Big Bird on Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. But the guy who did Played play Big, yeah. Big Bird unfortunately passed away. Yes. Yes. It took a dark turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they put him out the pasture, put him in his natural <laughs> habitat. Really? <laughs> Big Bird, go back. <laughs> okay, better news around updates, I think. What, you guys want to ask questions? Is that what we're doing here, I believe? Kaylee, go. I know that I just have a big list of questions. So <laughs> Absolutely, <thanks for> let's <laughs> go. Knowing that. Um, so first of all, I just want to know, like, what is the Mayo Clinic like? Because I've heard that this is, like, the grandest hospital. It is. So we've actually been going up there for the past seven years now. It all started kind of whenever we figured out I had a prolactinoma. Um, back in what 2013 and then we had surgery January of 2014 to remove that Rochester is really just built around the Mayo Clinic and everything so literally there is a subway and a skyway system that connects the heart of the city so you can get to any area of the Mayo building there's there's a lot of them it's not just the Mayo building there's the Gonda building there's the Charleston building. Charlton. Charlton. Thank you. It's Gonda and Charlton. And the whole, entire, the whole entire time, Sterling kept calling it the gondola. Yeah. We're going to the gondola building. I was like, there's not a freaking boat. I didn't okay. see one boat, so it's okay. We figured it out, figured our way around. But you're literally underground most of the time. It's not mm-hmm. a subway like you would think, like Correct. a tram. Because the first time we heard subway, we were expecting like, like trolley? a trolley, like tram, sandwiches. like underground. No, it's yeah. like... Or no, no sandwiches. There is a subway in the subway. <laughs> there is a subway in the subway. But it's like a walking under... It, it, you don't even feel like really you're underground, but it you just can walk and into any building from any parking garage, like all underneath the buildings. Yeah, and so it, honestly, it's an amazing facility, and it's really an amazing town, right? Because it's all built around this, and they, they have every 
world-class specialists there that you could possibly think of and that's why ultimately we went this time because the autoimmune neurologist one of two that studies it at mayo is who we went to go see um, they're so one of two that they're the two that study it in correct. the world yeah. wow, so it's so, yeah. <laughs> yes so very fortunate to actually see someone who has been at the forefront of research um actually diagnose me and get a real treatment plan for me for this transverse myelitis which is caused by mog which is an antibody which they they, they reference as mog they call it mog mm -hmm. which just kind of sounds weird like i don't like that i like mog better but they didn't ask my opinion on naming yeah, it fine. so <laughs> you're not one of the two i'm not yeah. one of the two uh -huh. i'm just a measly teacher so you guys were there for a few days and like over christmas yep. did you get to explore the city at all were you there yeah, you want to take that one? Yeah, we, well, we've done Rochester several years in a row. Usually we try to go in the summer so we don't have to deal with uh, the cold. Because when Sterling had his um, brain tumor, his prolactinoma removed, when we left the hospital, it was negative 42 degrees outside. And so, like, literally, Will stuck to the ground. So we were like, let's not go back in January. <laughs> and then we went back in December. Um, but we were really fortunate. There was snow left over from when we, the week before, but it didn't snow or do anything crazy while we were there. But um, yeah, Minnesota is just not somewhere you would go explore outside in like December. It's just not like a typical thing that you do. But they have a great, um, they, we've gone to the lake that we that's around there and hung mm -hmm. out there in the summertime before when we've gone. There's not a lot to do in Rochester, but we did go to this really cool place where we were in Rochester that um, Luviano was able to go. It's like an arts collective, and it literally just had all these rooms in it where artists have their studios. And then it had a little bookstore, and it had a little mm -hmm. coffee shop, and like a little hangout area in the middle. And anybody can just go in there and watch these artists. And then in one section, they had a place for like kids or adults to come in and they could use their art supplies and they just paid so um, like a fee and they could use all the supplies that they needed to make art. So we let Luviana um, do a little painting while we were there, which was pretty cool. Gotta give that frame now. Yeah, well, I already hung it up on her wall. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so we did that and that was a really uh, awesome experience just to see that in Rochester was cool. And we went to up to St. Paul, which is about an hour and a half north and we went up there and um, went to the zoo on Christmas Day. Nice. Uh, and they were open, and there it was free. You just make like a donation, which yeah. is pretty awesome. And everything was a dog to Luviana. Zebras. <laughs> oh, lots of dogs. Giraffes. <laughs> giraffes ostrich. Ostrich. All, all dogs. All dogs. So uh, Harold just came into the room and like to say hi. Good We're on a podcast. He waved. He waved. <laughs> the one thing you can't say. <laughs> yeah, that's really great that you guys got to have like a Christmas outing there. Yeah, that's uh, nice. How did that zoo rank for you based on other ones that you'd seen? I'm, I'm going to make people mad, but I'm really not a zoo person. Yeah. I just I have such a hard time, a heartbreak for all those animals and the fact that they're like stuck there. But it was... But it was a nice zoo. It was yeah. really well kept. There were not a huge amount of animals there, which I liked. It seemed like it was more like a sanctuary where they were kind of like... One-on-one -on -one with each yeah, animal. Yeah, there were not a lot. and Luviano loved it. Yeah. But, I mean, it was... And they looked like they were, you know, expanding. It was it was very nice, well taken care of, and all of those things. So I would say it was definitely up there. They had a conservatory as well. So it was nice walking in from 
30 degrees snow everywhere into literally a jungle and being able to get a little break from the cold. That's where yeah. I want to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so is this like mostly answering questions for you or running tests and like what do they have next? Yeah, so it was a lot of running tests, seeing specialists um, and trying to get the right answers and kind of our next steps for our treatment plan. So we were at the Mayo Clinic for Monday, Tuesday. They were closed Wednesday for Christmas, um, and then Thursday, Friday. Really, we got there first thing Monday. Um, we went in and had an MRI of my brain done, and then we did some blood work, and then met with kind of this generalist welcome team. So they have generalist doctors, a nurse, and kind of this full care team that's behind you, making sure you have your answers that you want to get answered when you're there and it's the most effective use of your time while you're there um, and so we met with them they were extremely thorough so sat down and literally listened to us for an hour yeah. just what what do you need to leave here with to make you feel comfortable what can we do what questions do you have and, and go from there yeah tell us every little piece of the story when it started from the very beginning yeah so and very so, thorough and so we went up there ultimately to meet with the autoimmune neurologist who we didn't actually meet with till friday morning but all of that prep up into there made sure that he had everything his need he needed to do an official diagnosis and let us leave there with the treatment plan also saw my endocrinologist while I was up there just to make sure that everything was good with my prolactinoma, which is great because we haven't seen any growth there, so no concerns. Um, we saw an, what, a neuro-ophthalmologist um, as well mm -hmm. to make sure that everything was fine with my eyes, um, a urologist, and then ultimately we saw two generalists that helped us out, and then Friday morning we saw our um, neurologist. So a lot of blood work, a lot of time in MRI machines, making sure that they did a full scan of my spine um, and then made sure that they were testing for what we believed caused all this. Um, we, the original diagnosis that we'd gotten was it was due to Epstein-Barr and basically an infection. Um, and then we figured out that it was related to an autoimmune disorder, specifically um, something called MOG um, or MOG. And that had just been kind of our hunch based on some tests we'd seen here at home, um, but no one had been able to officially diagnose that uh, that for us, and then that's what we actually got with an official diagnosis there. Yeah, so a little background on that was that we had that original diagnosis of Epstein-Barr mono causing it. Yeah, the first week I was in the hospital for in all this. In Springfield, and then um, once you got back and checked in back with them, we spent Thanksgiving over, we spent over Thanksgiving and back in the hospital. Um, due to some pulmonary embolisms mm -hmm. and some other things and so we went in and um, the doctor here actually was like something is not adding up you you're telling me that this is what they said was your cause but I'm not seeing any of that in your actual like blood work or anything so like you keep saying Epstein-Barr but you've never once tested positive, tested positive for that yeah. and so we were like wait what and so um, he was just very thorough and was like, I'm gonna go through every single piece of your blood work and everything and see if I can figure something out more for you. And so when he came back to us, he's the one who originally gave us the diagnosis of like, you need to look into these antibodies, this emoji antibodies, because it's literally the only thing you have in your blood that like would correlate with what your symptoms are and what's happening to you. And then he was even like, you have to go to Mayo because they're the only ones doing this research and because you guys already have a relationship there 
you should try to get in to see them. Like I, that, that was his recommendation. So, um, when we went, we knew that Mog was involved somehow. We just had, we didn't really know just because there is no research out there. You Google Mog and it's like research all, articles from Mayo Clinic. Yeah. And that's all it is. There's nothing that's like, you're not going to WebMD it. You're not going to get some like layman's term <laughs> version of it, you know, anything like that. So it's just really still in the new discoveries of seeing what it is. So, yeah. Sounds like they have you really cared for there. And yeah. it's crazy that all of this has happened in just like the span of a month. Because the last time I saw you guys was about Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. it was crazy just like seeing that you're walking again and yeah. the more mobility. So what other improvements have you seen like since Thanksgiving? So since, since Thanksgiving, I mean, I've been doing um, outpatient physical therapy multiple times a week. Um, we've seen a lot of improvements just to walking, right? So I started off with a walker. Um, graduated from a walker around Thanksgiving and they just said anytime you're out and about be sure you have a cane Um, my biggest struggle right now is balance Um, I get off balance really kind of easily and then some of my fast twitch muscles so I can't get up off the ground really easily Um, but walking's going really well I still fatigue kind of quickly and so we're still working on hey how can I get some endurance back and then how can you get balance PT is a lot of They'll stick you on super thick foam mats and then see how they can get you off center and see if you can stand <laughs> upright. So it's a, lo- a lot of fun to just go in there and see if you can actually close your eyes. Around. Yeah, get pushed <laughs> around and keep your balance. Um, but I have some really good physical therapists that I work with down at UMAS. When I was there, they made you carry a fake baby. They did, yeah. They oh, wow. made a bundle of just random weights um, and said, hey, here's Ljubljana. Don't drop her. Um, and so... Whenever they first did that, I was in inpatient therapy, um, and I literally fatigued so quickly that my ab muscles just gave up, and I was still standing, but I couldn't lift. I just, my head sunk to the floor, and I couldn't lift myself back up. And so since then, I can carry Luviana now, and so that's incredible. So That's really that's, exciting. Uh, that was my number one goal of all this, is be able to keep up with Lou, and I definitely feel like I can now. Although, she plays tricks on me sometimes. She oh, picks yeah. something up. Yeah. And I'll ask, hey, what that is? And she'll come over and I'll get right there. And then I'll, she'll just turn around and take off. Because she's figured out <laughs> she's quicker than me right now. Yeah, so. she definitely knows she's quicker than you. I just am astounded as to how positive both of you were staying <laughs> during this experience. How have you been feeling mentally and what has that journey been like? Absolutely. I think so. I think we're both just naturally kind of positive people. Absolutely. Um, it's not the first time we've gone through something crazy, unfortunately. Yeah. But... We've always found that negative thoughts really don't help anyone. Um, whenever I was in inpatient therapy, they actually had me meet with an occupational therapy therapist that was directed on anxiety and depression and things of that nature. Like and so, mental health. Yeah, mental yeah. health. And so really how he kind of explained it to me is, yes, you could get anxiety about this. Yes, you could get depression about this. Um, but whenever you start to have those thoughts, just to have like an internal conversation with yourself of this is just a thought like it's not what it's going to be um and he kind of gave a definition of i've always thought of anxiety and depression as like feelings he's like depression is when you're worried about the past so are you going to be able to do your past activities anxiety is when you're worried about the future are you going to be able to care for Lubiana and things like that um and he said just kind of stay out of your own head and whenever you do start to have kind of negative thoughts like that um just have that conversation with yourself that's just the thought it's not going to go 
Um, he didn't he didn't believe me that I was just kind of a naturally positive person and I wasn't having those <laughs> thoughts. Um, he didn't like my joke of, okay, if you have these thoughts, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to drink more. He wasn't a fan of that. So <laughs> haven't done that. We're good. Yeah, I mean, I would say that we're uh, pretty positive. We... We don't really think that being negative about it is going to get you anywhere. You know, you, it, it is what it is. It happened for a, from the beginning. We've kind of all, you know, just an, originally said, like, this is something that needed to happen. In some way, shape, or form, it needed to happen. It just picked us for it to happen to. And, yeah, that kind of sucks. But, obviously, it's for a reason, right? So we need we need to figure out what that reason is. Is it so that we can just educate people on what's happening or you know whatever it is whatever path that's supposed to take us down we're pretty open to it and if you are negative you tend to close down pathways and when you are positive you just are more willing and and it was surprising to me because everyone kind of says that to you you know and then you're just like oh they're being nice or oh they're being like sweet or whatever but when we went to see that generalist doctor... Yeah, our first doctor we saw. The first doctor we saw, we were, like, in Mayo. And, I mean, you guys know us well, so Sterling and I are very banterish, right? We're, like, constantly, <laughs> yeah. like, back and forth with each other. Smart it's good for podcasts. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Like, and that's just the way it's been for 13 years. And she said that when, when she was leaving, we had been sitting in the room with her for an hour yeah. telling her our, everything. like, everything that's been going on, this whole story and everything... And when she was getting ready to leave, she said, like, the sweetest thing, I think, ever to us. And she said that we were one of the most positive people that she's been around in a very, very long time in a bad situation. And she said when she came in, she could see, like, this aura. Just of, feel that. Yeah. Just feel this aura of positivity when, she, positivity when she came in the room. And I thought, if anything... That's kind of what I want to do, you know, like I yeah. want to just be positive in a place like that because it's so easy when you're in hospitals and when you're just being poked and prodded and sitting there and just waiting and waiting all this time to just be like, like everyone else like around you, you know, and then, and then you get us and we're in the elevator and... Uh, Jessica is now going to get voice lessons, and she. I don't need them. I already have them. You, you I will have hear the her skills. In elevators throughout the country, say, need... saying, "Can you give an example of what what they'll hear in the future is from you?" Elevator skill. Yeah. And then going no. down. <laughs> it's the acoustics, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, no, no. So you go. So every time you get into these elevators, and you take elevators everywhere, you know, um, in Mayo, it's the same voice, and it's this lady, and she goes, "Going down." Or she goes, going up. And then when you get to the floor, she goes, 17th floor. And then she goes, subway level. And Jessica just started repeating this lady kind of subconsciously. Like just and to then make people fun started, of it. Yeah. But people I didn't started realize commenting on it. that people were in the elevator with me. Yeah. Like I just did it and I didn't realize I was doing it. And then there's people in the elevator and this one lady's like, you're really good at that. And then is that I, you? Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, is it? Yeah. And then I was like, Sterling, I have a new career. Like. I was like, I wonder if voiceovers for elevators pays as much as teaching. I doubt it. It could be a one-time job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just... But does that one-time job pay as much as teaching? Because, I mean, like, teaching is not that great as some pay, so... Maybe it's like every time a new elevator opens up and they want to use your voice. Or fire alarm. Yeah, then he's like, you could be the new Siri. And I was like, no, nobody wants to hear me do that. But only if I get to be, like, (laughs) really sarcastic, right? Like, you made the wrong turn, bitch. Like, turn around. It's like Like, one of the options, like Google Maps. Yeah, like, I want to 
be like, I want to be like the Jessica. Please. Like, you know, I have that t-shirt that says like, Seth. I'm not a rapper. I just cuss a lot. Like that should be the Seth. version of Google that you Sassy get. Sassy Siri. Yeah. Where can Sassy I get that Siri, shirt? Right? <laughs> so yeah, found a new side job out of this whole there situation. So what's, what's more positive things. Kind of nice about Mayo is that they are absolutely concerned about holistic health so your body and mind and your mental state and so they're willing to be positive and then whenever you're positive they just feed off that and so yeah you i i mean you're going to get great care there no matter what but whenever you're able to have that positivity and then kind of feed off one another i think it just goes that much further and you're that much more of a close-knit team together Mm -hmm. so definitely building that stronger team yeah holistic care and that's just great that they're giving that attention as well and like willing to walk through the it valleys is. and the mountains yeah. with you guys there. So it sounds like you guys have had some really like sweet moments <laughs> and uh, just like coming close in that way. Do you guys have any other like funny stories or sweet moments uh, through this time? This month? That we did up there? I mean, it was always great. So basically, Jessica and I spent all day at Mayo Clinic except for Christmas, right? And then it meant that Harold was back at the Airbnb taking care of Luviana. Um, so we'd get random videos of what they were doing. Um, I don't know why, but she likes to take her sippy cup and put it in another container and then try to drink it out of that container, <laughs> um, which is awesome. And then we'd, we'd pull up back from doing all of our tests and scans for the day. And you just see them in the front window, like waving at everyone that went by. We were yeah, pulling, that was so sweet. We're like, what is that car looking at? Oh, it's Harold and our daughter <laughs> waving at them in the yeah, window. Yeah, they're just standing so, at the uh-huh. window, waving at everybody that walked by, like walking their dogs or like walking or yeah. driving by. It was it was just really sweet. Nice little welcome back. It's actually to the, Airbnb Air, ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This should right. have been should an Airbnb, been, yeah. right? Yeah. And so. I mean, that was just a lot of fun. So to come back from all that and just have them greet you and just how happy Lubiana is to see us. So Yeah, I don't know why we even brought toys because, like, I'm pretty sure she just took out every pot and pan and, oh, yeah. and bowl and was just, like, sticking it on her head. And then at one point we got a video of her, like, with an apple inside of this bowl and she's just putting her face trying to eat the apple <laughs> inside of this, like, huge bowl. And I'm just like... Our kid's yeah. crazy. Our kid is a little crazy. Everyone loves her. Yes, they do. She's always positive. She is, she always, is positive. always positive. And it's really hard to be negative when you're, when you have a small child like that too, you know, like, I guess too, that just, I'm a huge proponent of knowing that your aura and what you do, if you're like raising a kid in a negative environment, then that's going to just affect them Absolutely. to be negative. And I don't want her to have a negative outlook on this. You know, I know that it's not been the greatest because she doesn't get to have as much time with us necessarily this last couple months just in all of those aspects but from that came the fact that she got to spend so much time with you know uncle miles and uncle maxwell and aunt law and you know uncle Dwayne, and she got to spend so much time with her like extended family extended family and just like have that bonding with all of those people that that's amazing for her to get to have and so for me, I know that this may not be something that she may necessarily see as positive later on, but it's definitely given her an opportunity to get closer to those people in her life that she may not have necessarily had this early on. Because we would have been selfish and kept her. Yeah, because we, I'm, no, <laughs> yeah, blame yeah. You. but I mean, you just get co- so caught up in everything that you're doing on a daily basis, like, and you know, I mean, absolutely, you just get caught up in that, I mean that's easy to do so 
she just may not have had those experiences. True. Yeah. So, um, Miles, did you have any questions about anything? Or I know I was supposed to prepare questions. I didn't have a list. Kaylee comes um, to I can't everything help it. Like, a, like a professional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just not, a planner. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's a curse. This is not your MO. We have the literal, complete opposite ends of the spectrum here. It's like Miles who plans absolutely nothing in his life. Which is Kaylee, beautiful, too. Kaylee who plans everything. <laughs> she got her entire week wardrobe planned out right Don't now. Don't call me out like this. <laughs> really then I get nervous then I can't do it so, that, so that's anxiety because you're yeah, having I'm anxiety worried, about the future but I don't have depression so, so you're good works. to go I've never heard that but that was just really eye opening it was me. yeah it was that's a great something to really keep in mind like discerning through what's truth and what's lies and yeah. where those things are being rooted from It's so that's the thing I've never heard it described outside of just feelings and emotion right and so I mean depression right you're thinking about the past you can't control the past so if you can have that conversation with yourself and and not be concerned about that. And then anxiety future, you can only control so many things. Um, and then the rest is just going to be how you react to what you can't control. It's like that, what's in your circle of control. Like, have you yeah. seen those? Yeah. Like, the circles of control, right. what you can and can't have. Something that's just Very nice. Well, it's just just like... you, yeah, you have so, there is so, your circle is really so yeah. small, you know? And that's kind of how we've had to look at it in this aspect. We're really not in control of this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're having to make our circle bigger to help us control the situation by getting more people involved, right? Yeah. Like, and just going to Mayo is just one of one step in making mm-hmm. that circle the biggest thing that we can do, so that we have the most control over over something that's just really kind of just not what you want to be doing. But you still have to like try to. I think it's just nice to hear like doctors and more people talk about mental health too. I mean, absolutely, because just kind of at a society, it's easy for someone to look at me and be like oh you can't walk you can't move your legs like yeah that that's big that's hard but then at the other end of the coin like if I say like I just can't get over this like I'm having a lot of depression about it people just look at you and you're like honey just like get get over it like you're fine and that's not how or, mental health works yeah like, or so. they're just like oh well it'll get better or you know yeah. they don't really give you any and then I think sometimes too when people when people are sick and people are going through illnesses physical illnesses you just people tend to forget that it's so easy to, for that mental health aspect to come along with it yeah. and when you do have that when you do have that like moment or moments of you know slight depression or anxiety or any of those things people are so quick to just be like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and they just want to like offer you all these things and it's like sometimes you just need to be like wow, this really freaking sucks and this is really shitty, right? I, and I, then you're just like, all right, okay, get yourself back up and move on. You just need those endorphins mm-hmm. to like do that, right? I hate when people silver line something like, oh, it could it could have been this, or it could have been worse this way, it could have done this, uh, yeah. well, I hate like, silver lining. Well, because like, it's it, not that bad for because you. Because it doesn't, it you, it doesn't let you process. Yeah. You know, and it demeans your feelings, yeah. right? It demeans how your feeling is at that moment. It's like, yeah, you're right, this is really shitty, right? And then it's like, okay well now we're probably gonna be able to know that this is this way and then you take that and then you're like okay now what what is in my circle of control in this really crappy situation and if I can just have one aspect that I can control in that really crappy situation that just instantly makes you start feeling a little more positive about it right I mean I don't know it's 
I'm that way about things like too, like Miles knows Miles is an educator as well. So it's like sometimes like you just have a really crappy day, right? And you just like walk away from that and you're just like, I really just want to vent and I'll come home and I'll just like tell Sterling like blah, 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 blah. And I just like oh, vent goodness. for like 35 <laughs> minutes and I'm just like, you're never going to believe what just happened. And then he's like, well, are you sure that this is like when I was first teaching? Oh, yeah. He would be like, are you sure that this is like what you wanted to do? And I'm like, yes, I'm not telling you this because I, uh, I want you to days. fix it. It's just like this day that I just want to be like, this is what happened. It was really crappy. Now. What am I going to do to get better and have a better day tomorrow? Like, what's one thing I can change yeah. to make sure I have a better day tomorrow? You know? And sometimes you just need to be able to do that and not have anybody judge you for doing it, right? And that's the other thing is that I think a lot of people think, well, oh, man, they're going down that slippery slope. Like, it's not going to be good. And it's like, no, I just need to be able to vent and let my emotions out and let them be validated. And then I'll be better, you know? That all emotions exist. <laughs> yes. There's nothing wrong with feeling all of them. Yeah. That, that's good. Yeah. And acknowledging that you're feeling yeah. them yeah. and acknowledging that somebody else feels them, you know, is, I think, like, the other thing. Personally bad at that. I have, I mean... I am too. <laughs> me too. Happy, indifferent, and then randomly angry. Those are my three. And so when other people have those other emotions, I'm like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. Or vulnerability. What yeah. is this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all all suck at all of those things. I'm Thank you. Thank you. really helping other people, but not myself. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're all great listeners. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not great communicators. Like, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be like, great. Move on. <laughs> move on. And it comes move to us, we're like, I don't know what to do. I've tried not thinking about it. Yeah. That's what I do, right? Bottle That's what you guys say. You're like, just hold all of those emotions inside and you'll be fine. And then wait until they find a brain tumor. You'll be okay. Bad joke. Bad joke. I'm sorry. Or wait until you just like randomly yell at people and then you just like look at them afterwards and you're like, emotions and just walk away. Like, Bye. Yeah. I think y'all are all very... My kids, or my, my students know that whenever I get quiet, they're like, uh-oh, this is one <laughs> step away <laughs> from being yelled at, so we'll be good now. Uh-huh. They've literally figured it, out You'll be amazed how quickly students will figure out, mm-hmm. like, your... Ways of working. Yeah, your ways of, like, handling your emotions and handling, like, yourself, and they know They are like becoming that. your kids. Yeah, they do. My third year with a lot of my students, and they're like, they they get it. Yeah. I think they understand me better than I do. Especially three years. Yeah. That's not just a semester <laughs> year, but that's like right. yeah. really building bonds. Three years are stuck with They me. could probably write a paper about you. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely should. You should be like a Your research final. paper. <laughs> yeah. Informative essay yeah. for any future uh, perspective, like, you know. Biology, biology yeah. yeah. Or, in the, or in the future generations. Yeah. They should be like, all the things you need to know. And what they really should do is to all lies yeah and then the opposite of what you really are he's what, really what, well groomed she dresses two, really two nicely lie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they would be like no that's not true i think um we may have kind of veered off track oh, absolutely. here i mean it's fine off. okay we're so, so we're sorry, I, I do have a question okay yeah. okay like what are what are next steps like, yeah next i think that's... worries concerns or next like okay what do you, so, you want to do um so when we went and saw the neurologist, um, the autoimmune neurologist, they did give us a diagnosis. Ultimately, the reason we went was to yes. see this neurologist on Friday. And um, they gave us this diagnosis of a MOG. Um, Which is an antibody that I started producing. Um, they don't ultimately know why. 
Um, they say potentially it could have been because I had strep whenever this all started and then the strep went away and I still had this antibody so it decided to attack my myelin and my spine and then create the transverse myelitis. And it's essentially like a form of an autoimmune disease because your body is attacking itself. Yeah. <clears throat> so what you're doing is you are trying to figure out how you can get your body to stop doing that, right? right. So uh, he did get treatment when we were in Springfield the right treatment it just wasn't the length of time that yeah, he needed that treatment. Enough of the treatment so for instance like he needed um 12 weeks is what they usually do and it's 12 weeks of these really intense steroids that go through an iv he had a week of those in an iv he had five days of that um, when we were in springfield and then tapered him off to a pill form and then that pill form tapered off for the next seven days ish yeah and 10 days and so um what they like to do is they like to give you like this prolonged exposure so that if your body starts reproducing those antibodies then it can come back and start getting them again so um his treatment plan right now is to do 12 weeks of these steroids yeah he'll have to with some what muscle treatment as well to make sure that my muscles yeah. aren't convulsing and things like that. He has that. a lot of spasms and twitching in his muscles and like almost like a restless leg but a lot more aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah. Um, and it's when he's sitting and relaxing and trying to go to sleep and so they give him some medicine to help with that. Uh, but these, these steroids will be through like a transfusion center so yeah. we're not exactly sure what that's going to look like but he'll have to go the first three days it's three days in a row and then the next week it's one time a week for five weeks and then it's once every other week for six weeks and it's kind of tapering him down so he'll get these steroids uh, for a total of 12 weeks once he has them we'll know a little bit more time wise as far as like when we go back to Mayo because they want to see us back at Mayo at the end of the treatment so we have to go there within one week after he gets his last treatment so they can test his look at his blood again and see if he has these antibodies and then they'll also do a spine MRI to see if the inflammation has gone down compared to the big round of yeah, steroids so that he had. Basically one of the scans that we did was a full spine MRI which took about two and a half hours in the MRI machine yeah. and then the neurologist walked through it with us so whenever you're thinking of kind of your skeletal system, everyone's seen like what your spine looks like. Your spinal cord is kind of this gray strip that runs within it. Um, whenever you see it with an MRI, it's supposed to be gray all the way through. Mm -hmm. um, mine has patches of white, and those patches of white are inflammation where my nerves have been affected. Um, so they described it kind of like a lesion. Yes. It would be similar to like a lesion of where you're myelin specifically right. has been attacked. diminished attacked yeah. by its own body so that's the area where all those nerve endings are going into your spine the myelin that goes around the nerve endings that's where the that's where your body starts attacking it that's why they call it myelitis is the inflammation of the myelin yeah. and so the goal is to go on this 12 week infusion of steroids and make sure that we can get rid of as much of that basically inflammation mm -hmm. and damage as possible and then go back up there do a full spine MRI again and see where we're at. Um, they, they do feel really good and really positive about where I'll be at the end of that because of 
the progress I've made so far with having just such little treatment. Um, if they don't like where I'm at at the end of that, then they'll start me on another infusion drug that will be biannually and it would essentially attack and kill the B cells within my body, which are the cells that carry the MOG antibody. Um, and so we'll see. We, we feel good about this next 12 weeks um, and what's going to happen there, and then we'll find out where we're at um, March, April. Um, ultimately, 2020 is going to be probably a, a long road of recovering for us, but it should be a good one. Well, I think it's just going to be a matter of getting the true treatment. Yeah. like a true a hard and true treatment plan for something because we really haven't gotten a true treatment so it's going to be really amazing i think to see just how much you come from in there that, you know 12 weeks i think it'll be great it's also nice that we can do this 12-week treatment plan here at home and not have to go to mayo for it so yeah that's very nice <clears throat> yeah right. so i think uh i think we kind of Went off and all around there, but it was great. <laughs> Good conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks um, for letting me interrogate you. <laughs> no problem. Miles, we, way, way to chime in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we kind of, the at our, on our last episode, what we did at the end was we gave a little shout out to a couple of people. Yeah. And we thanked a couple of people. So um, I just want to keep that tradition going because I think we wouldn't be here if we didn't have that huge circle of people. So I'm going to let Sterling say somebody just off the top of his head that he can think that he wants to thank over the last couple of weeks. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, it's, again, always my Walmart family, but um, Nancy and Cherry really kind of helped us get up there and, and made sure that we were able to get into Mayo quickly. And so yeah. they're, they're a big part of the reason that we were able to get up there. Um, I mean, over the week of Christmas, it was, was so quick compared to getting out of the hospital. So that was mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And then also, too, uh, you want to thank Cherry for her act of kindness oh, for you? good God. No, I do not. Okay, yeah, so, you do. <laughs> um, so I, I can't do a whole lot of physical activity, right? Like, I, you guys know me. I love to climb. I love to mountain bike. I love to run. No, it's not um, that you love it. It is literally yeah, in your, your yes. DNA. It's like, like, it a, is a in your makeup. Like, we um, were talking about this on the way back. And there's a pie chart that describes the priorities of Sterling Hartman. <laughs> and, it's like, and this pie chart is work, split into... Workout, work, family. Yeah, it's a literally like active activity, yeah. workout, some form of activity. Climbing, biking. Climbing, biking, running, any of those things. A third. Yeah. Family, a third. Work, a third. All mm -hmm. equal. There is no other like... Yeah, and then it's like if he needs more workout time, he just like takes it from one of the other two. Right. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. It was, uh, it's working out and activity is definitely my stress relief and something that is a big part of me. So being immobile for two months has definitely killed me. Um, yeah. And selling your bike that you just got. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason for me to like, so I definitely won't be able to mountain bike for six months to a year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they don't know whenever I'll be able to run again. But so a stationary bike I can do for a decent amount of time, 15, 30 minutes right now. And I have... Um, enough endurance to do that and so I, I think I'd text Cherry and been like hey do you still have a discount code um, for a Peloton um, and she's like yeah I think I can get you one and then I'm pretty sure immediately after that she texts Jessica and was like hey what if we made um, a GoFundMe um, for a Peloton. How mad would he be and I was and like yes. <laughs> I was like well he'd be mad but nothing that you couldn't handle. That's so. absolutely right and so I was like researching and about to buy one just because it was an activity that I could do and something and then I don't it was like what last Friday like a week ago 
Well, two weeks now. Yeah, so yeah. two weeks now. And then Jessica's like, hey, where's your phone? I want to FaceTime Warren, one of our friends. It's like, I don't know, it's somewhere. She's like, you should just go find it so I can do it. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, immediately afterwards, Cherry texts me, hey, can I call you? And I think my answer or my statement to Jessica was like, oh, God, something's wrong. Like, <laughs> Cherry does not call, let alone FaceTime anyone. Ever. Um, ever, yeah. And so um, FaceTime me, and she was, like, huge smile, right? She's like, so always. Hello how mad are you going to be here? And I'm like, like, what's going on? Like, she's like, I did something. I'm like, what did you do? Like, <laughs> is someone dead? I don't understand. Did you hit them with your Jeep? Um, and so Cherry had plotted um, with Jessica's help to no, create a secret go GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> and thanks to many of you amazing people, you guys raised. And the power of the internet. Yeah, Facebook and all that interwebs. shenanigans, interwebs. Yeah, yeah um, you guys raised enough money to buy a peloton for me um which which is like twenty five hundred dollars which like i can't say thank you enough for that um in three I, days like these was, people did it in three days yeah, so it, much love and support that, that's exactly right it's so it was definitely some anger but then excitement as well right <laughs> it was like immediate uh-huh. excitement yeah. but yeah, then you're like, like oh man but it yeah. was also like what the hell is wrong with you people you love me this much so ultimately yes. it just really helped me feel that much more love and support um from everyone which goes so far honestly through all this so helps with that positivity it does indeed so thank you all um still a little angry at you but i'm i'm over it yeah (laughs) yeah but i did tell him that the only way he was allowed to have the peloton is if he did the video diary like the girl from the peloton commercial does i'm really scared it's for a whole year he has to do one every time he gets on the bike we'll make this happen yeah but he has to you know really play it up like something's wrong in life (laughs) or you know something like that we'll figure it out so honestly i'll get my camera thank (laughs) thank you all for for doing that and I'm still a little disbelief that you guys managed to do it in three days. So Yes, very much so. And then I just want to give a shout out to Miles for watching Boonzy while we were gone and spoiling him, (laughs) even though Miles threw ramen in the backyard and got Boons and Roxy. I didn't want to eat it. I don't it. I take took one bite and it was gross. Tried to give it to Boonzy, he wouldn't eat it. And then and then Alani brought Roxy over the puppy and Roxy ate it all and then didn't have the greatest of night when it came to (laughs) (laughs) like she probably went to the bathroom in her kennel a lot. Feed you bad, sending you home. Yeah, feed you bad stuff and send you home. That's what good uncles for. So I want to give a shout out to Miles for that because that means a lot to us to know that someone is here and taking care of the dog and, you know, the house and everything. So we appreciate you coming and really, really we know that it was so that you could use our garage to just store your bikes and then go biking <laughs> exactly. in 60 degree weather while we were in 30 degree weather. But crazy yeah. people. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So um, I just wanted to keep that tradition going. So Done. Prepare yourself now Next every time. time. Is there anybody you guys want to just give a shout out to since you're our special yeah, guest? Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for letting me stay at your house uh, for starters. <laughs> Blessings. Um, I think it's just really great yeah. that Harold is like such a oh, yes. prominent person in y'all's life to help with Blue Viana and you know, enable you guys to take that trip. I yeah. think that's really cool. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, she would not have spent eight hours um, in the Mayo Clinic just sitting with us as yeah. graceful. So it was wonderful to just have him there for her. Yes, he's amazing to do everything that he does for us. It's, but if you know Harold, you know that it's it's nothing big for him to do that. You his, know, uh, so. 
his comment is like, I should pay you guys for letting me watch her. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not <laughs> how it that's works. That's not how that works. Yeah. yeah. So, anybody you want to give a shout out to, Miles? Yeah, I want to I shout out my friend Madison, Madison Hansek. Um, she's probably checked on Sterling. She texts me probably once a week, even though she lives down in Austin, Texas now. Probably checks on Sterling once a week. I don't know what Sterling did, but he's uh, Madison's favorite ever since Madison the marathon and I in St. Louis. BFFs. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. She's always worried, always checking on you. Hope so, Madison. Yes, you. We have amazing people that we've met through. You know, everyone else, and um, they're always checking on him through other people. So thanks for everybody who does that. Um, and so we just want to thank you guys again for listening and dealing with our craziness. And obviously, we need to have more guests on because our conversation is a lot better when we do that. Clearly. Um, so we'll be asking some other people maybe to join <laughs> us in the future. <laughs> the All right. Harold on here. Yeah, yeah, Harold would just sit there and be like, I don't want to talk. <laughs> I just want to play with Lou. Yeah, just let me play with Lou. We'll just let Lou come on. She can just like, just say dog over and over again. And yeah, it'll be great. All so, right. We love you guys. We love you. Thank you so much. Thank you.